Well, what we can do is, why don't we just pray first, and uh, I believe I have a word that will encourage us and see change um, in our lives and those around us today. So, Father, we just thank you for another Friday. We thank you, Lord God, for another gift of our todays, Lord God, that you are with us. Uh, Father, we remember who you are in the midst of our lives today, and we just welcome you here, Holy Spirit. We ask, Lord, that as we dig into your word, into your truth, Lord God, that your truth would transform us from the inside out. But Lord God, that today we would live lives worthy of your sacrifice, Lord God, that we would walk with you today in every aspect of our lives, that we remember who you are, what you've done for us, and what we are here for, Lord God, which is to glorify you. So just bless this time, bless this business, Lord God, Far East Architects, Lord God, I just ask, Lord, for a blessing over this place, over all of their plans and hopes, um, and all of these projects, Lord God, for the entire team. I speak a blessing over every team member and over every marriage and family, Lord God. I just ask, Lord, that your presence would go before them and that you'd surround them and hem them in and protect them and send your angels to surround and protect them in all of their coming and going, Lord God. And I just speak favor over this place, uh, Lord God, as they seek transformation in this city. Just ask, Lord, that they would be spirit-led and presence of God would be evident on every aspect of their work and labor. In Jesus' name, <clears throat> amen. Um, yeah, so th this morning, it, it won't be super long. It's just a, uh, a quick encouragement, um, but also a, uh, a little, uh, I don't know, a, a medicine to remember how we can see change. I mean, I think all of us here want to see change somewhere in our lives, right? Is that true? Um, within our own families or um, within the workplace, within relationships, within the circumstances. Can we all, we, we all sure that we, we wanna see change, right? We wanna make circumstances better. We wanna improve things, fix things. That's life. In life, we have that. That's just part of living life. And um, today, I mean, I've been reading through the book of Ezekiel, which is a, which is a wild book. It's a, it's a book full of prophetic dreams and actions. If you read it just blankly, it can blow your mind. You're like, what in the world? This guy is crazy. He stays on his side for 365 days and, you know, and he does all these weird prophetic things. Um, but what I find interesting is in the start of Daniel's life, because uh, Ezekiel's life, he's called to be a prophet, to, to be a, a, a change maker, to, to speak the word of God, to be a vessel of God's presence. He's called to be that, um, as are all of us. So in every area of our lives here, we are called to be carriers of God's presence, his kingdom, his righteousness, peace, and joy to be evident. But we're often looking to change things and we forget the, the key for seeing change outside starts the change on the inside. God wants to transform us first before we can even think about transforming things outside. And that's my key today. So the, the secret or the key to transformation on the outside, in any circumstance, you may be praying for a marriage today. You may be praying for relationships, for your children, for your business, for your future, for your health. All of these things that we want to make a change for the good, we cannot do by changing that. That's outside of our reach. God has an order and it starts like this. So when you look at Ezekiel in chapter one of Ezekiel, I'm not going to read it through, but I'm just going to glaze through this and then we're going to focus on chapter three mostly. Um, 
it starts off with Ezekiel having an encounter with God, a picture. God reveals himself to Ezekiel in this picture, of, and he gets a vision of, of basically heaven and the living beings and the holiness of God. So point number one is, I believe for most of us here today in this um, building and those even listening have had an encounter with God. God has revealed. You don't force an encounter with God. God reveals himself. It is up to the Lord to open up our eyes, right? So point number one today is for, to see effective transformation. Remember when God revealed himself to you. How he did that is really good to remember. And then in chapter 2 of Ezekiel, um, it just says here, chapter 2, verse 1, Stand up, son of man, said the voice. I want to speak with you. The Spirit came into me as he spoke, and he set me on my feet. So there's point number two. What we need is an encounter with God. He reveals himself to us, and then he fills us with his Spirit. So that's point number two. Okay, and then chapter three. And I'm going to read this. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 1. Because this is about the word. The voice said to me, Son of man, eat what I am giving you. Eat this scroll. Isn't that wild? <laughs> eat this words. It's on, a, it's on a paper. He says, eat it. Then go and give its message to the people. I want you to recognize first, before you go to bring transformation or to bring a word of correction or change in somebody else's life or in a community or group or situation, what did he have to do first? He had to ingest. He said, eat this scroll, then go and give its message to the people of Israel. Verse 2. So I opened my mouth. So there has to be a decision in us today to open our mouths. God doesn't force feed you. God is not in the business of forcing his word into you and his will. There has to be a, a say, okay, God, I submit myself. I, I bow to you and I open my mouth. So I opened my mouth and he fed me the scroll. So God is the one that feeds us the word. It's up to us to allow God to feed us. Not man, but God. So we have to go into the word, okay? And then it says this, uh, verse 3, Fill your stomach with this, he said. Wow. So God fills us with his word. He said, fill your stomach with this. Not with things of the world. We can eat all kinds of stuff. We can eat circumstances that are running through our minds. We can fill ourselves with stress and worry. We can fill ourselves with strategy and how to fix things constantly, looking out, looking out. How? And we fill our stomach so that there's no more room for God to fill us with his word. Do you see the difference? So this is the process. God reveals himself. God fills us with his spirit. And then he says, fill your stomach with this. And when I ate it, it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. And oftentimes when people come to the word of God, they think, man, it's dry. It's like a nasty biscuit. There's not going to be enough uh, substance or, or, or it's not going to be tasty. It's going to be dry and dull. God says, when, you, when you're filled with his spirit, he brings his word alive in you, but he's the one that feeds you. Our job today is to, to open our mouths, to submit to God and say, today, Lord, I yield to you. Because when you open your mouth and somebody feeds you, what is that a picture of? It's like a baby, isn't it? And so often in life, we, want, we don't want that. We don't want to be humble enough to say, I need feeding God. 
you know, we want to take it into our own hands. I'm an adult. I can fix this situation. You know, this, this relationship, this marriage, this, this problem in my business, in my workplace, I'm going to fix it. And we shut our mouths to God and we fill ourselves with our own wisdom, our own knowledge, our own, and then we force it. It's almost like force feeding the situation. And then we wonder why we lack in peace and the situation doesn't change. Right? So often in life, that's how we run. Because our minds and our bodies want to be God, want to be in control. God says, no, 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 no. Open your mouth and let me feed you. And not just feed you a little bit. I'm going to fill you. So that you will be fully ready to, to deliver my word. You see, transformation starts from the inside, not from the outside. So in these circumstances, so I said today, it might be relationships in the workplace. It gets difficult, right? You're juggling things. You feel pressure. You might feel like, man, I'm annoyed at my colleague, or they're not doing the right things, or they get more favor than I do. Why is this blah, 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 blah. I want them to be more like me. I'm better than them anyway. Why aren't I getting the promotion? Can you hear those kind of things turning? Sometimes I'm like, oh, wh wh why aren't I getting the props or th that I deserve? I want them to recognize me. I want to I challenge all of us today. If you want to see a change on the outside, start with a change on the inside. Be a vessel that sees God, that's filled with His presence, and you ask God, fill me with your spirit. And then you let Him feed you His word. Not feed you the world, his word. You see, we are fed by the world daily. Daily. I mean, it's a battle on, on social media. Friends, chit-chat, all the chismis, like they say here, you know. Eh, have you heard this? Oh, this person did this. Kanye West, well, he's a Christian. No, he isn't. Oh, blah, blah, blah. They're always fighting nonstop. And they're filling themselves with a wisdom that's of the world. Or they're chasing young people. You know, one person's doing this. Why aren't you doing that? You know? And they're filling, and then you end up being transformed from the outside in. You see the difference? And then you're getting weak. Because only the Word of God, the food that God gives us, is what truly sustains, enriches, strengthens, and grows us. That's why it's that picture of, he, he said this. Um, so I opened my mouth, and he fed me the squirrel. God wants to feed us today. Why? Because he knows that all the answers are here. So if you, want to be, if you want to see faithfulness in somebody else, find yourself faithful before God. Right? You want to say, hey, I want to see that person change and become this. Well, be that change before God. Submit yourself to Him. Hey, in my workplace, I, I, want, I want to be recognized for my hard work. Well, then say, okay, not like that person. They should be seated. No, no. Look in and say, God, transform me. Let me be your vessel because this is what's interesting. And he said, fill your stomach with this, he said in verse 3. And when I ate it, it tasted as sweet as honey. And let's jump to verse 10. Uh, no, let's go. Uh, yeah, verse 10 of chapter 3. Then he added, son of man, let all my words sink deep into your own hearts. First. You see the order? So don't let your own words or desire to transform sink into your hearts. Because that's what we do. We meditate on the need to change something, somebody else, circumstantially, whatever. That's what we go to first. How can I fix this? As a husband, as a man, I, I happily admit that that's where my mind will often go if I'm not in line with God. 
hey, there's a problem in, in this community that we're working with. I need to fix that. What, what are the things? Rather than saying, God, show me who you are in this situation. Fill me with your spirit. Now feed me your word till I'm full, not partial. So that means you got to wait sometimes. You can't rush a really big meal, right? You get indigestion. Let God fill you. Then put that first. He says, son of man, let all my words sink deep into your, heart, into your own hearts first. Not into the circumstance or the people. Don't look to them. You first. Listen to them carefully for yourself. Then go to the people in exile and say to them, and say to them. So all of us are called to, to be a carrier, to say to them, to show them the transformation. You see, and this is what's powerful in the Word of God today. I want to encourage us. God is in the business of making new. So if you find yourself listening to me today thinking, well, I, maybe your heart's a little bit hard or your, your head is getting in the way, which is natural, no judgment. I'm in the same boat as all of us, okay? Um, God says, I am the one that will transform you. But this is why you must do it in my way, not yours. First me, first righteousness, first truth. Let it sink into your heart first before you look to that. And that's a practice that's difficult. Because God says, I'm not just going to patch you up. I'm going to make you new. You're going to be just like me. You're going to have the mind of Christ, which we've spoken about before. You're going to put that on. You're going to think, feel, and see like Christ. And let's jump to verse 14. The Spirit lifted me up and took me away. And this is interesting. I went in bitterness and turmoil, but the Lord's hold on me was strong. You see, when, when the Spirit of God filled him and lifted him up, it's like he became a different person. He was made new. Only then was he ready to go out because God's strength was holding him. He says, but the Lord's hold on me was strong. He was filled with bitterness and turmoil. He started to feel and see what God felt and saw. So in your circumstance, rather than seeing it from your own eyes, when we start to see it from God's eyes, you can have righteous anger and justice. When we were driving to Makilala on Monday, I felt righteously angry at some of the circumstances that were there. I, uh, there's people being stabbed for tarpaulin. They're arguing and fighting. There's desperateness. And then there's the old ladies that were just sitting uh, in their houses. And it was just a phenomenal vision driving through. And you could see their whole empty house and they're sitting on the porch. Remember that, Ezekiel? It was just wild. And I felt righteously bitter and angry about the situation. That's how God feels. Now, if you want to see change on the outside, say, God, change me on the inside. Let me see and feel what you see. And to do that, it requires him revealing himself, his spirit, and his word going deep. Let it sink deep into our hearts today. That's where we're going to see a guaranteed change. Because if you jump to verse 11, uh, chapter 11 of Ezekiel, I love this. Because God is calling us to come back to him in this matter in order to see change on the outside. Look at Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 18. Because God's plan is to restore his people back to himself and not by a person's own will or ability. It's by his will alone and his power and strength, by his spirit. Not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of God. So listen to this. When the people return to their homeland... 
they will remove every trace of their vile images and detestable idols. The greatest detestable idol and image we carry is a worship of self, the, the, the need to put ourselves first. That's the greatest idol. It says, love me first. Idolatry starts in our hearts. Idolatry starts in serving our own desires by listening and being fed by the world. And then we think, actually, you know what? I can do this. I can have the knowledge of good and evil and I can transform this myself. That's the greatest thing. Verse 19, and I will give them, and look at this, this is God's gift today, singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. A singleness of heart means that you're not divided. In the world, so many people feel divided. One day, they're walking with God. The next day, they're walking for themselves. It's this cycle of up and down, up and down, and their heart um, is being wavered and their spirit keeps being pushed from left to right. Circumstances change them. Problems, ups. Sometimes in the ups, people really lose their walk with God, right? Because everything's going so smoothly. So their single-minded as a spirit for God transforms into themselves, right? I'll put a new spirit within them. I will take away. See, not us. We cannot take away a stony heart in somebody else or a problem there. We can only allow God to deal with us. I will take away their stony, stubborn heart. Remember, like I said, when we listen to this sometimes, when we have to be like a child and allow God to feel this, we have a stubborn heart and a stubborn head, a hard head. You're like a hard head, like a rock, right? God says, you can't change that. Only I can give, and, and I'm not just ukai ukai used I'm not giving you a patch up. I'm giving you a new. He says, I will take away their stony. So he's going to remove our stony, stubborn heart and will give them a what? A tender, responsive heart. So they will obey my decrees and regulations. We cannot obey God's decrees and regulations. We cannot live a holy life without asking God to feed us, to fill us, to transform us, to take away those things. In the world, people say, you can do it. You can fix this yourself. You have everything that you need in you. They've just taken out in Christ. And they've replaced the gospel. And that's the power of the gospel. And that's also the harrowing thing. Without Christ, we can't be changed. So they will obey my decrees and regulations. Then they will truly be my people and I will be their God. To walk as truly God's people, we need to walk submitted to God. We need to walk and say, God, not by my own might nor by my own power, but by your spirit. Today, if you have anything that you're working towards, if you find yourself lacking in faithfulness, maybe in the workplace, and you know that in the secret, you're doing things that the bosses don't want to do, and you just keep finding yourself in that place, and you're like, man, I, your desire could be, I wish I was more like that person there. They seem to have it all together. They're really, they're, they're really faithful. Or, or I wish they weren't so annoying, making me feel bad, right? That, it happens in school. I mean, I hear that from my children when they're, there's a, it's like a school battle always. Yeah, they're teasing me, they're saying whatever. You can't change them, but God can change you. And in God's transformation of you from the inside, He will use you as a vessel to shine Himself, not you. So He says, then I'll give you a single, mind, single spirit, you know, a spirit that's not stubborn, a heart that's soft and willing. So, that was why I asked earlier, for all of us, I'm pretty sure that when we hear this, the stubbornness can kick in. I can still do this. You notice how many times we can keep trying and trying and things don't change? Well, I'd like to say that potentially it's because we're walking in a stubborn head and a stubborn heart. 
I'm speaking to myself here. It's like, why, why is this circumstance constantly in a cycle? Sometimes it's okay, then it gets bad and good, but it never really changes. It's because we've not allowed the Holy Spirit to fill us, God to feed us, and that takes submission. It takes a yielding. It takes a, okay, God, I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry that I did this myself. I'm going to allow you to transform me from the inside, and I'm going to trust in faith that as you transform me, that circumstance will follow suit. You're going to change it by making me a vessel of your transformation. So the Spirit filled him and took him away. I want to challenge us today to allow the Holy Spirit to fill us and to take us into His presence, away into His presence. That's where true strength comes. The truth is what sets people free. And we cannot force a truth on others unless the truth has transformed us, unless we've allowed God to fill us. So often as Christians, we'll only allow truth to fill us partially. But God is saying, I want to fill you. Because we get a little bit, right? You get a little bit on a Sunday or on a meeting like this, and you'll run for a little while. It's like gamaynang fuel, small fuel. You're going to only run out and then be back at the same place. God says, look, I'm going to... But you need to allow it to sink deep. That means taking the time and partitioning time to allow God to reveal Himself, to fill you with His presence, and to feed you till you're full. Allowing it to sink deep into your heart, to transform you before you can see transformation in others or in your circumstance. Isn't that encouraging? And God says, I'm going to make you new. That's what I find the best. I'm like, God, I know that in me, my heart and my head is it's hard and it's it's stubborn at times. It wants to take things for itself. It wants to control things, change things, and make it happen. If you want to be found faithful before God, these are the steps. So final call to action. Allow God's Spirit to take you away. To do that, ask Him to reveal Himself to you, to fill you with His presence, and to feed you with His Word till you're full. Um, and I've got a, a song that I'd like to share this morning. Um, let's pray real quick, and then... Yeah. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that your word is alive and it's true and it cuts like a double-edged sword. And I just pray that today this word, Lord God, would bring freedom because in your presence is freedom. Your truth sets the captives free. So, Lord God, any captives here in mind, heart, and in spirit, Lord God, that potentially circumstance in the world has filled our minds and hearts with, Lord God, I ask, Lord, that you would come and transform us. Give us a new heart. Give us a, a, a spirit that's single-minded for you and you alone, Lord God. And as you transform us from the inside out, in faith, we see and believe a transformation in every circumstance we're praying for and believing into, Lord God. So today, Father, be glorified. Come and establish your rule in our hearts. We ask this in your mighty name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you.